0: Hi, welcome to the Positive Health Vibes podcast, a series of fun, upbeat health, nutrition, and fitness chats. I'm your host, Shantae Allen, a certified fitness nutrition specialist and Pilates instructor. And today's topic is, um, did somebody say chocolate? Let me guess. Every year you anticipate the month of February because it's American Heart Health Month. Oh, that's right. This month has that Valentine's Day and you might want some chocolate. Well, good thing is certain kind of chocolate is also good for your heart, so the two kind of go together. But really, that's not the reason why most people are buying it. The National Confectioners Association reports chocolate sales account for 21.1 billion of the candy industry, which is more than 60% of candy sales, and based on their recent poll study, of Americans say they'll give chocolate as a gift on Valentine's Day, of which 50% plan to carefully select the chocolate. 31% will randomly pick some chocolate. 13% like to bite the corner of the chocolate to determine the filling. (laughs) Okay. And 6% like to poke the bottom to find out the flavor. Poke the bottom to find out the flavor? Um. I'll assume that investigation happened after purchase and somewhere outside of the grocery store. But apart from seasonal days like Valentine's Day, Americans like eating chocolate two to three times a week. And what kind? There are so many varieties like white chocolate and fudge chocolate. But if you guessed milk chocolate and dark chocolate, you guessed right. Europe produces 35% of the world's chocolate, with Switzerland, Germany, and Belgium being the largest producers in Europe. And it's from those European countries the United States got its love for the confection. And at 30%, the United States is the second largest producer of chocolate. Nestle, Toblerone, Lent, and Sprungli are brands that originate in Switzerland, where 54% of their country consumes their own chocolate. Stolleburg chocolates in Germany is one of the most well-known chocolate manufacturers there, with Ritter Sport, La Mation du Chocolat, Torchen and Leonidas chocolates being popular brands. Belgium has about 15 chocolate factories and more than 2,000 chocolate shops, with Godiva being a world-famous brand. And their laws mandate a minimum of 35% pure cocoa must be used in the production of chocolate. And the largest, most famous chocolate manufacturing company in the United States is the Hershey Foods Corporation located in Hershey, Pennsylvania. FYI, there's about 30% cocoa solids in a Hershey's milk chocolate bar, 45% in the Special Dark, and 60% in the Hershey's Extra Dark chocolate bar. The process of making milk chocolate and dark chocolate is pretty refined, and the nutritional benefits of dark chocolate exceed those of milk chocolate and what they provide for heart health. Let's get into the cacao bean tree that chocolate is made from and its process from the wilderness to the wrapper. The tropical theobroma cacao bean tree used to make chocolate is originally from South America where Brazil and Ecuador are the largest cocoa producers in that region, and two-thirds of the cacao used to make chocolate in the world come from West Africa, in Ghana and in the Ivory Coast. Asia later introduced cocoa where it's more largely grown in Indonesia and Malaysia, and there's a small population of the cacao beans being harvested in the United States in South Florida and Hawaii. But the fun fact is we got the word chocolate from the Mayans and Aztecs of a little Nahuatl village of Mexico in Central America as the word in English was translated from the classical Nahuatl word, xocolatl, which means bitter water. But back to the process of making chocolate. Okay, so the cacao beans used to make chocolate are fermented to cultivate flavor, then they're dried and roasted. Oh, and you should know that Cacao often refers to the beans before fermentation or before the entire refining process is complete, and the word cocoa often refers to the cocoa solids after fermentation. Roasting cacao beans destroys any organisms like bacteria on the cacao beans, and then the final result of the roasting process is the actual scent and more distinct flavor of the chocolate. The shell of the beans are used to make cacao nibs, which are ground in order to make chocolate liquor or mixed with other substances of chocolate. And the chocolate liquor, which by the way, contains no alcohol, is considered the essence of the bean. It's processed to make cocoa solids and cocoa butter. Cocoa solids provide flavor and cocoa butter provides the texture. One of the purest forms of cocoa solids is cocoa powder. Ever eaten a scoop of pure cocoa powder? It tastes bitter, but it smells like cocoa. After grinding the cacao nibs, that makes the chocolate liquor that is part cocoa solids and part cocoa butter. The cocoa solids and cocoa butter go through a conching process. During the conching process, the chocolate maker adds ingredients like sugar, milk powder, if making milk chocolate, and other flavors and ingredients like berries or almonds. This particular process may take hours or even a few days, and it's how the maker achieves more of the right taste and texture of the chocolate product. Then it's time to blend chocolate liquor with the cocoa butter to make the certain type of chocolate. White chocolate is made using sugar, cocoa butter, milk or milk powder, and vanilla. Milk chocolate is made using sugar, cocoa butter, cocoa liquor, milk or milk powder and vanilla and dark chocolate is made using sugar, cocoa butter, cocoa liquor and sometimes vanilla. The last stage of refining the chocolate is the tempering process where the crystallization of the cocoa butter part of the chocolate is controlled by heating and then cooling uh, the chocolate as needed to produce the final product. The texture and color of the chocolate candy you see when you open the wrapper are a result of the percentage of cocoa butter and milk fats used in the mixture. Keep in mind that milk or milk powder is used to make white chocolate and milk chocolate, but not pure dark chocolate, and milk chocolate and dark chocolate are more commonly consumed. So now that you know milk chocolate and dark chocolate are both made using sugar, cocoa butter, cocoa liquor, and sometimes vanilla, What makes one healthier for your heart than the other? Well, as earlier explained, after the roasting process, the shell of the beans that make the cacao nibs are ground and mixed with substances that make chocolate liquor, and the chocolate liquor is processed to make cocoa solids and cocoa butter. Well, the process of making dark chocolate is less refined than milk chocolate, so dark chocolate naturally contains 50 to 90% cocoa solids and milk chocolate contains between 10 to 50% cocoa solids. So that means dark chocolate naturally contains two to three times more cocoa solids than milk chocolate, and it's the cocoa solids that naturally supply protein, carbohydrates, fiber, saturated and unsaturated fat, Vitamins and minerals like vitamin E, B vitamins, iron, calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, copper, and zinc, as well as the plant compounds, polyphenols and flavanols, which have antioxidant properties that are good for your heart. The pure cocoa powder and chocolate is a cocoa solid, which is where the polyphenol and flavanol compounds are found. Catechins and procyanidins are two kinds of polyphenols, and in 2007, there was a double-blind study published in the National Library of Medicine of the National Center for Biotechnological Information on the effect that human intake of different levels of cocoa powder had on plasma LDL and HDL cholesterol. An LDL or low density lipoprotein is bad cholesterol and HDL or high density lipoprotein is good cholesterol. So anyway, they analyzed how oxidized LDL concentrations are altered in normal hypercholesterolemic and mildly hypercholesterolemic humans. They examined 160 participants who either consumed cocoa powder containing low polyphenolic compounds Or three levels of cocoa powder containing high polyphenolic compounds for four weeks. The test powders were consumed as a beverage after adding the cocoa powder to hot water twice a day. Blood samples were collected at baseline and four weeks after intake of the beverages to measure plasma lipids. Plasma lipids oxidized LDL concentrations decreased in the low, middle, and high cocoa groups compared with baseline. After that, a stratified analysis was performed on 131 participants who had LDL cholesterol concentrations of less than 3.23 millimoles per liter. And that's at baseline. And these participants, plasma LDL cholesterol oxidized LDL, and APOB concentrations decreased and the plasma HDL cholesterol concentrations increased relative to baseline in the low middle and high cocoa groups based on the evidence in this study polyphenolic substances from cocoa powder may contribute to suppression of oxidized ldl a reduction in ldl or bad cholesterol and an increase in hdl or good cholesterol Mm, anybody up for polyphenols in the cocoa powder of dark chocolate how about the flavanols? They've been linked to lowering blood pressure. Flavanols have anti-inflammatory properties and produce nitric oxide which relax the blood vessels and that results in improved circulation and lower blood pressure. German researchers at the University Hospital of Cologne looked further into this by conducting a study led by Dr. Dirk Talbert. Dr. Talbert's study included 44 adults in Duisburg, Germany, between the ages of 56 and 73. The 24 women and 20 men had mild high blood pressure or borderline blood pressure that fell just below the range for high blood pressure or hypertension. None of the participants were taking blood pressure medication or nutrition supplements. They were divided into two similar groups. One group got 30-calorie daily doses of dark chocolate for 18 weeks. The other group got a placebo dose of white chocolate that doesn't contain chocolate liquor or cocoa. Both groups were instructed to take their chocolate dose two hours after dinner and not change their normal diet and fitness habits and keep a diet and exercise diary. Blood pressure tests and checkups were done at the start, midpoint, and end for the participants in the dark chocolate study. Compared to the placebo group, those who consumed 30-calorie daily doses of dark chocolate for 18 weeks lowered their systolic blood pressure by nearly 3 points and their diastolic blood pressure by almost 2 points on average. Now, why did Dr. Talbert limit the participants' daily dose of dark chocolate to 30 calories? Because of the fat calories from the cocoa butter. But... Many health experts have weighed in on the fat content in dark chocolate and the impact it has on heart health. Alice Lichtenstein, the director of the Cardiovascular Nutrition Laboratory at the Jean Meyer USDA Human Nutrition Research Center on Aging at Tufts University, says, The fat in chocolate comes from cocoa butter and is made of equal parts of oleic acid, a heart-healthy, monounsaturated fat found in olive oil, and steric and palmitic acids. Steric and palmitic acids are forms of saturated fat, which has also been linked to heart disease, but steric acid does not raise cholesterol, and palmitic fat makes up only a third of the fat in chocolate. Comparing dark chocolate to milk chocolate, she says, the flavonoids in cocoa and chocolate called flavanols may lower blood pressure improve circulation to the brain and heart, and make blood platelets less likely to clot. Unlike dark chocolate, milk chocolate has little of one crucial flavanol called epicatechin left in it after processing. She also notes that since dark chocolate is an addition to the diet, it should be enjoyed in moderation. And she's right. What I love about dark chocolate is the fat combined with the protein and fiber make it easier to eat it in moderation. And that's another difference between dark chocolate and milk chocolate in terms of how its consumption is better for your heart. You see, fat, protein, and fiber are nutrients that promote satiety. So you feel fuller longer because those nutrients stabilize blood sugar, which helps curb the appetite. And that means more protection for your heart, especially when you add the fact that the flavanols and the cocoa solids of dark chocolate also reduce blood sugar by helping your body use insulin more efficiently and better insulin sensitivity reduces the risk of type 2 diabetes. Reducing the risk of type 2 diabetes is good protection for the heart because high blood sugar levels from type 2 diabetes can weaken and damage the blood vessels and nerves that control your cardiovascular system. And these are the reasons why dark chocolate is much better for your heart health than milk chocolate. It's less refined than milk chocolate and has a higher percentage of cacao or cocoa solids plus vitamins and minerals, a heart healthier source of monounsaturated fat in a serving that contains 70% or more cacao. Um, The fat, protein and fiber it provides keeps you fuller longer so it's easier to eat it in moderation and it naturally contains plant-based polyphenol and flavanol compounds that studies have shown to stabilize blood sugar, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol. Most dark chocolate brand manufacturers do not include the amount of flavanols on the nutrition label so for this reason most nutrition health professionals recommend consuming a serving of dark chocolate with 55 to 70% cacao or cocoa solids in moderation. Oh, excuse me. All this talk about dark chocolate being good for your heart. I figured, hey, I might as well have a bite. To learn more about the heart health benefits of dark chocolate, links to health studies mentioned in this podcast, or to schedule a complimentary nutrition consultation and body composition analysis with me, send an email to Shantae, that's C-H-A-N-T-A-Y, at OceansideNutritionPilates.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Health Vibes podcast. Tune in weekly and be inspired to enjoy a healthier lifestyle.